Well, good morning again. It's good to see you all, and good morning to those joining us uh, at home. We're glad that you're with us as well. My name's Trent. I'm the senior pastor here at West Shore Free, and um, glad that you have come to our baptism service here in February. As George said, this is one of two baptism services that we do each year, one here in February and then one in September, uh, again later in the year. And so I'd love to take a moment just before we hear testimonies that uh, our friends are going to share with us just to kind of tell you what we're doing here. Maybe you're new to church and baptism is a new idea, a new concept, or maybe you've been around a while, but it's good for us to remember why we do the things that we do, yes, to always kind of be mindful of those things. So as we think about baptism, uh, as we come to baptism, it's one of the ordinances that Jesus has given us as his church to practice, which means it's one of the physical, tangible ways that we can express and testify to the grace that we have found in Jesus Christ. So in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, uh, or actually just before verse 19, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority, every bit of it. As a result then, he says, therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, and he gives specific instructions to the disciples. He said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, what that means for us is that baptism is a proclamation of faith. For everyone who gets up here today, they are not coming into the baptismal waters as someone who does not yet know Jesus and then will receive saving grace or justifying grace before God as a result of getting baptized. What's happening is a proclamation that they have become a disciple of Jesus. They've become one who believes in him, that his cross, his resurrection as the perfect son of God is the only way to be reconciled to God, to be forgiven of our sins. And in that proclamation, in baptism, we're proclaiming a belief in that. So we want to make sure that we're clear with everyone that we're not being saved as we get baptized. We're not receiving saving grace, but we are proclaiming a saving grace that's already been imparted to us, that's already been received by faith, not by any works, not by anything that we've done, but by simply receiving from God and the work he's done in Jesus. So that's an important thing to recognize. The next thing I wanna remind us of is we watch what's taking place here in baptism. As you know, often in the world, we can get discouraged as believers that things may not appear to be going the way we would want them to go. Yes, can that happen to us? Happens in our lives, in our families, in our nation, in our world, all the time. But one of the things that baptism reminds us of is that if Jesus said, make disciples and baptize them, then every person that gets baptized is proclaiming this, God's work is still happening in the world. God is on the move. Every person that that gets baptized is testifying to the fact that no matter what may be going on in the world, God is alive and well. His work is still at work in the hearts of people. And you know, the gospel has implications for every part of life, every layer of life. It has implications for societies and kings and kingdoms, but it always begins in the hearts of people. The gospel does a heart work before it does any other kind of work. It moves from heart to heart, person to person. As each person takes up the message of the gospel, they are transformed and changed. And as a result, other things are transformed. Our world is transformed and changed. So I want you to be encouraged that today as our friends come and they talk about Jesus and what he's done and make no mistake, they're not the hero of their story. Who's the hero of their story? Jesus is. They're gonna proclaim Jesus is the hero of their story and as they do, rest assured friends that God is at work in the world. Each one is giving us a gift in reminding us of that. He's at work in their lives to move them into baptism as a proclamation of the salvation they've received 
And in proclaiming that, they remind us that God is on the move. He's on the move. So every time I think about baptism and the symbolism of it and what we represent in baptism, I think about three things. I think about the purifying work that Jesus has done that it represents, the transformative work that he's done that it represents, and the invitational work that he's done that it represents. As our friends come and are baptized, they're reminding us that in Jesus we have been purified from our sins. Water in the Bible is always a symbol of purification, or often I should say, a symbol of purification, of being cleansed and cleaned. And when we come to baptism in these waters, we're reminded, we are reminded that Jesus, through his death on the cross, that his blood has cleansed us, that we have been washed, purified. The penalty for our sins has been taken away. It's no longer on us. That's the purifying work that is represented in baptism. The transformational work is that we're reminded in the Bible that we are dead in our sins, dead in our trespasses, not born alive, but born dead. And as a result of that spiritual death, we need spiritual new life. And in the baptismal waters, as we take uh, someone underneath the waters and bring them back up, we're representing that they have died and they, they have been raised. So make no mistake about it. To be a Christian is not to just affirm in your intellect, some ideas about God. To be a Christian is nothing less than having been spiritually dead and being raised to spiritual life. And it is a miracle every time it happens. It's an absolute miracle. It's not just someone praying a prayer. It's not just someone kind of intellectually getting something. It's someone who is dead becoming alive. And that's what baptism testifies to in the waters of immersive baptism, death and life. And then lastly, we're reminded that baptism is an invitation to belong to a people. Not just to belong to God, but to belong to the people of God. To be his and to belong to them and to be one with one another. You know, baptism is this great reminder that as a Christian, you are not alone. Every person who goes through baptism is going through something that all of the Christians have been called to go through, have been called to walk in and obey. And in doing so, we unite with one another in that expression of faith and in that participation and obedience to that command. And therefore, we're reminded that you and I belong to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. Isn't that a good thing to be reminded of? So those three things take place in baptism. We're reminded of those things. So now let me say this. In Acts chapter eight, uh, Philip, one of Jesus' disciples, is uh, supernaturally, miraculously transported from one place to another, and where he's transported to, he meets a man from Ethiopia, and he begins to explain to him who Jesus is and what he's done. And after that explanation, the Ethiopian looks and sees some water, and he says, look, there's some water, what's keeping me from being baptized? And the answer is nothing, because you've come to saving faith in Jesus, and so he baptizes him right then and there. So here's what I wanna say to you. You maybe are a follower of Jesus and you've never been baptized. Can I say to you, look, here's some water. What's preventing you from being baptized? Today may be the day that you recognize, I just need to step forward. It doesn't need to be a long, laborious process, friends. We have elders out in the lobby. You walk out those back doors, any point during the service, share with them your testimony of how Jesus saved you. And we'd love to receive you into baptism today. We'd love to do that. Don't wait another day. Why wait another day? Here we are. Come in obedience to Jesus, into the waters of baptism. The other thing is you might not be a follower of Jesus. And as you listen to testimonies, you might recognize that sense of conviction that the Holy Spirit does. I wanna encourage you, if you're not a follower of Jesus, just pay attention to what happens in your heart as you listen to the testimonies of others. Because that's a place often that the Holy Spirit starts to, starts to quicken your spirit. Starts to work in your spirit to say, hey, what they're talking about, you need. 
And if you sense that, we'd love to talk with you about that as well. Those same elders would love to talk with you about how you come to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ and then to be baptized, perhaps even today, uh, as you would place your faith in him. So I wanna make that invitation, wanna make that offer to you as you listen to our friends, our brothers and sisters, uh, give testimony of what he's done. Then the last thing is this. So there are moments in the spiritual life that are meant to be solemn. They are meant to be sort of reflective and quiet, very sober. That's an important part of the spiritual life. This is not one of those moments. This is also, there are moments in the spiritual life that are meant to be loud and celebratory and uh, full of joy, and this is that kind of a moment. So my friends, my encouragement to you is, uh, it's not the easiest thing always to get up in front of a group and talk. Would you agree with that? It's not always the easiest thing. So some of our brothers and sisters, they may feel a little nervous, right? I have assured them that we are for them, not against them, okay? We are excited to hear what Jesus has done. We're excited to hear testimony of that. So as we welcome them, yeah, that's great. You can, you can welcome them even now. So let me encourage you, you know, we can get a little loud, okay? It, as a friend is coming to be baptized, you wanna come right up here and just be here to support, come on up, all right? Be, be close by, cheer them on, encourage them. Uh, we are here to encourage one another's hearts today and to be encouraged by our friends who are coming. So it's a great Sunday to be a little bit loud, all right? So let me pray for our friends and then, as they, and then we'll invite them up one by one. So Lord Jesus, we are excited to hear what you've done. We thank you for our friends who are coming to, to give testimony. And as they do, we pray, Lord, that you would just uh, give peace in their hearts, steady their minds. You have promised to fill our mouths with your words when we stand up to give testimony about you. And so I pray that you would do just that for them. Fill your mouth, fill their mouths with your words. Give them confidence, and we pray that the, the result of their obedience today would be uh, a deeper awareness of your grace, a deeper um, expression in their hearts of joy, uh, and, a, and a firmer commitment to walk in obedience in the days ahead, and a, and a deeper power to do so. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do that work in them and in us. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Madison, come on up. Would you welcome Madison with me? The sweet girl right there, and we'd love to hear. Let me tilt this for you. Perfect. Hi, I'm Madison. Um, I don't really remember my life before meeting Christ. I've been going to church since I was a baby. Um, I'm in seventh grade now, and I've had the opportunity to start participating in student ministry here at West Shore Free. I attend Bible study in my life group weekly. I really enjoy reading the Bible and studying the Bible with the other students in my age group and our leaders. I also started doing a devotional every night and I've been trying to apply it to my life. This year I've started to feel closer to Christ. As I deepen my understanding, I feel closer to Jesus and I've, been, I've accepted him into my heart. My favorite Bible verse is one I learned in Sunday school. I keep it written in a note card in my Bible case, and I take it out to read when I feel sad, disappointed, or in need of encouragement. It is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, and in purity.
How's the water feel? Nice and warm? So sit down there. Go ahead and sit down. Madison, because of your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him into his death and raised again to walk in newness of life. Right, friends, we have Ava Warner joining us next. Hi, my name is Ava. I wanted to get baptized a long time ago, but some of my fears got in the way. I was scared of speaking in front of people like I'm doing right now. And now I'm in a musical with my own speaking part, so I'm not a scared anymore. For Psalms 56, 3 through 4 says, when I am afraid, put, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, and God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? I thought that verse was perfect. I grew up in a Christian home, but now I'm older and understand that without God is death. With Christ, I have courage, love, kindness, and eternal life. Thank you. Great job. Thanks so much, Eva. Eva, I'm so proud of you. It's been such a joy to get to know you in our neighborhood. Your light of Christ just shines in you, and I see that growing more and more, so I'm so proud of you. And uh, after hearing your confession of your faith and your hope in Jesus Christ, it's my joy to baptize you in the name of your... Here you go, put that on there. There you go, perfect. In the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit, buried in his death, and raised in the life in him. Hey! Right, Cameron, you are up, buddy. Everybody welcome Cameron Foote with me. All right. Uh, hi, my name is Cameron Foote. I am 14 years old and a student at Commonwealth, uh, student at Commonwealth Charter Academy. I've, I've been a believer in Christ my whole life, but I never really accepted him until this last year. It all started when I began to go to junior high Bible study where I got to know him and his word. Though the only reason why I never uh, opened up to him in a, but I still believe in him is a topic uh, I think that should be mentioned. There's a difference between belief and full acceptance. You can believe in God, but that's it. Or you can know what happened and know why Jesus died for his sins and fully open your heart to him. Before Bible study, I felt lost and I needed something to make, whole, I needed something to make me whole again. And that something was Jesus Christ. Attending Bible study has woke me up and I found the peace that was missing in my life and I opened my heart fully to him. Uh, I feel like everything that happens, whether good or bad, is a blessing and I want to celebrate my faith today and get baptized to show my joy. Now to get dunked. <laughs> 
and we love you so much, and we're so happy that you're taking this step. When your mother and I were baptized, it changed our lives forever, and we're happy that you're part of our family now in that regard. Cameron, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Cameron's dad before baptism asked him how long he's allowed to hold him under the water. <laughs> Told him, you know, it's a father-son situation. You just figure it out, whatever. Whatever you feel like is best. Uh, Logan Good is coming to be baptized this morning. Everybody welcome Logan with me. All right, hello everyone. My name is Logan Good. I have grown up in church my whole life, and I came to accept Christ at a very young age of five. So growing up, I went to many camps, such as Winter Blast, Harvey Cedars, and I have participated in programs such as Cub Scouts and Trail Life since I was in second grade. Throughout the years, these activities helped me draw closer to God, as have my family, friends, and my life group. So moving forward to uh, 11th grade, I started to feel myself draw uh, further from God. I also started distancing myself from my family and friends, and I was not in the Word as much. Around this time last year, I was uh, I came under a very heavy spiritual attack. This has by far been the darkest part of my life. However, uh, throughout this phase, God has been there for me, and he has drawn me closer to him, and he has helped me see that he is all I need. I've been reading the Bible more, and I've been finding it enjoyable now. He has also helped me to open up a lot more, which is something I've always struggled with. Today, I'm getting baptized to show that I have full faith in Jesus Christ, and I believe that he is the only one who can save and redeem me from my sins. Before I end, I would like to read Psalm 23. It has helped me a lot throughout this tough time in my life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. been all young, young folks. So Deborah, we're going to show them it's not just for young folks, right? That's right. That's right. So Deborah and I, would y'all welcome Deborah with me? Hi, everybody. My name's Deborah Nye, and um, I'm a little nervous here, but anyway. Um, I grew up in church as a child. I sang in the chorus and went to Bible school. And um, 
I walked away from God and went down a dark path of drugs and alcohol, which uh, was a dark, dark place. And uh, God, God saved me. He gave me a second chance. And uh, my life is so much better now. I have hope where I didn't have hope before. I have peace where I didn't have peace before. And he's my savior and he's everything to me. My helper, my counselor, he guides me and directs me in all my ways. He's changed my life. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's probably a good idea, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, here. Yep. Okay. Yes, ma'am. We got for you. So, Deborah, it's been just a treat to talk with you this week as we've talked about, you know, getting baptized. And I'll just ask you one question. Have you placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for yes. the forgiveness of sins alone? Yes. Yeah. And do you desire to be baptized today as a proclamation of your faith in him? Yes. All right, wonderful. If you'll take one hand and plug your nose there. Okay. And take this one and put it right over there. Okay. And just right here on top. Okay. Perfect, absolutely. Deborah, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your desire to be baptized to proclaim his, uh, your saving faith in him, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death and raised to life in the Kayla Ober is coming to share with us. Hello, I'm Kayla. I'm just going to jump right in. So I grew up going to church, but I never really took any initiative for my own faith. I'm pretty sure that I thought by attending Sunday church that that ensured my salvation and that meant I was a Christian. I falsely proclaimed my faith for years, but my words and my actions spoke very different stories. More apparent to me the older I got was that I was leading by my selfish desires and that's really what I believed in. Whether that was being materialistic, loose with my tongue, drunkenness, and what I find most detrimental to my heart was my sexual sin and being promiscuous. The more I participated in this lifestyle, the more I think it changed my definition of what it is to love. It left me empty when I was alone and generally unsatisfied. God blessed me with a very patient man who saw me for more than just my actions, who was stuck by my side before my faith, through finding my faith, and now that we're married, building faith together. Thank you. When we got married, we began to search for churches, and we came to West Shore E Free, and I can remember it very clearly. It was one of the first sermons that I heard Pastor Trent give, and you spoke about heaven and the new world, and after hearing that sermon, I remember just thinking to myself, why do I not want to be living my life in a way 
that is going to get me there. Like, that's where I want to be. So I believe my heart began to soften to the Lord after that. I began to hear sermons for what felt like the first time in my life. I was learning and understanding the significance of the cross. I was engaging in faith-based conversations with family and friends. I wanted to be saved. I knew I needed God. And I felt myself starting to change, but I kept God at a distance for a while because I just couldn't understand how I could be forgiven for all of my sins. I had so much shame and regret that I felt undeserving. God was persistent with me though, and he began to call me to confess my sins, not only to him, but to those who they had impacted. In hindsight, I can see this was God's way of going to make me feel released of my guilt and believe in my forgiveness. But out of fear, I disobeyed for way longer than I wish I would have. Two years after being married, we got pregnant and we were so excited to be growing our family. Unfortunately, this pregnancy would end in miscarriage. I was broken, I was hurt, and I truly believed that because of my sexual sin and my lack of obeying that I had caused that miscarriage to happen. But I could not accept that God was causing this to happen to me as a punishment, and I really didn't want to be mad at him. So I chose a different route this time, and I chose to lean into him for healing and my grieving. I needed him. I knew that I could no longer go on putting me first, and while feeling undeserving of God, I knew he wanted me with him, and he was going to be my answer this time. So I stopped, and I prayed. I asked the Lord to be my savior. I asked him to make me new in him. I asked him to forgive me of my sins and to let me believe in my forgiveness. I wanted to trust and obey him. And man, did he show up. He held my hand and took baby steps with me as I began to confess my sins through him and bring them out into the open. He convicted me through my suffering pain. I know that it was not a punishment, but it has now been a blessing. It's amazing since finding my faith that I just don't feel like the same person. I say that to Grant all the time. My heart and my mind are changed. I find I challenge my decisions, my thoughts, my morals, and he keeps me turning back to him. It's a wonderful feeling to not feel alone. Through a conversation, Ian is going to be baptizing me today. So last week, we actually had a conversation um, about a verse in the Bible. And ironically, yesterday, while reading my Bible in a Year program, God gave me this verse to uh, read over. So I'm going to share that verse now. It's very comforting to me coming from a place of shame and not believing in my forgiveness. So in Hebrews 8, 12, the Lord said, for I will forgive their weakness and I will remember their sins no more. Not only is he willing to forgive us, but he is willing to forget and let us move on in him. Man, God is so good. So I want to be baptized today to show my love for God and to reaffirm my obedience and just feel physically washed clean of my past life. So I'm ready. <laughs>
<laughs> Do I sit? Yes, go ahead and sit. Kayla, you've given such a clear and joyful testimony of your faith in Jesus Christ. And because you believe that um, you have been buried with him in baptism, in death, through Jesus' death, and that you now want to walk fully in the newness of life that comes by the Holy Spirit, on your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thought I heard some awe. Is that all right? Yeah, that's okay. Awe's good. So, friends, uh, our next person being baptized is Miss Becca Witter. So, Becca, come on up, sweet girl. Okay, this is a lot more scarier than. It's not as bad as you get up here. Okay. Hello, my name is Becca Witter. I'm in seventh grade attending Mechanicsburg Middle School. I'm excited to share a little bit about how Christ is working in my life. Growing up, I had the privilege of living in a Christian home. I got to see how my parents acted as Christians as well as my siblings. I've lived on a college all my life and my parents have been involved with campus ministry. Because of this, I got to see many examples of, of how God was working in other people's lives. We also went to church, but as a younger kid, I didn't fully understand what I was learning. One evening, around the time when we started to attend with Shore, when I was six years old, I was sitting in bed and called for my mom. I told her that I wanted to accept Christ into my heart. I wanted, I wanted to accept him into my heart because I started to understand Christ a little more, and also the rest of my family were Christians. Also at this time, I understood what Jesus Christ did for me. He died on the cross to save us because he loves us. We prayed and talked to Jesus, and then we celebrated by having a dance party, because this is something that is worth celebrating. Since accepting Jesus Christ as my savior, my life has changed so much. Most of the change started to happen this past year. I have been able to be involved with life groups and Bible study here at West Shore. Specifically in January, I got to go on the winter retreat with our church. During this time, I felt God working through me. My mindset changed over the weekend. Since then, I have wanted to actually take the time to dive into God's word. My passion for Christ has grown so much in everything I do. I love reading my Bible, I enjoy talking about God, and I like going to the main church service. Also in this past year, I have struggled with friendships, but through life groups, I got to get connected with some good Christian friends. I am so thankful for everything God has provided for me in the past year. One of my favorite verses is Philippians 4, 8 through 9. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. This verse has taught me about how God will always be with me and provide. It also shows me good and godly descriptives that I should think about all the time. I'm choosing to be baptized today because I want to proclaim my faith in Jesus. I want to see how he works through me and what he will lead me to. This is an important step in my Christian life, and I'm happy that today is the day that I can share with you about my faith in Jesus Christ.
Rebecca Ann Witter, are you being baptized today as a confession of your faith in our Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. That's awesome. Because of that confession, it is my deep privilege as your dad and as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been baptized with him in death and raised to walk in newness of life. Becca, thank you. I'm a big weepy mess up here. <clears throat> I just can't help but think, um, well, Becca's going back so she won't hear this, but I just can't help but think that when I hear a young woman give testimony, the power of, of a godly woman being shaped and made and raised in the Lord. So I'm encouraged to think about that. And that will fit our, our next young lady who's Dixie Ramsey, who's coming to be baptized. So Dixie, come and join us. By the way, friends, family, you're welcome to come up here. You don't have to stay seated. So if anyone wants to come up around the tank, you're welcome to do that, just FYI. But no pressure, too. Sorry, Dixie. Take it away. Hi, my name is Dixie Ramsey, and I'm adopted. Although my experience was not always easy, I am grateful that it has shown me what it looks like to be adopted by God. Like my adoptive parents, God chose me and loves me unconditionally. He became my father when I was young, and I am continuing to grow my relationship with him. Through my life group and camps with church, I have learned I have learned more and want to follow him. Today I'm getting baptized to publicly declare that I am a child of God and want to live a life that pleases him as part of his family. It's been my pleasure to watch your faith grow all these years. And based on your profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. friends. Hey, sweet girl. It's your turn. It's Emerson Thompson, friends. Jesus, I was an enemy of God. I grew up going to church. When I was four and a half, I started asking questions. I was curious about what it meant to be a follower of Christ. When I was five years old, I was in bed with my mom, my dad, and my sister. I told my mom I was ready to pray to God, and I prayed and asked God to lead me. I realized I needed to go closer to God, not farther. I needed to be forgiven when I did something wrong. So I thank God for sending Jesus to die on the cross and, and saving me. I ask God to be in charge of my, of my life. Since accepting Jesus as my Savior, I know I'm not an enemy of God anymore. 
I am a child of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17 says, those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves. Otherwise, you would live in fear again. Instead, the Holy Spirit you received make, made you God's adopted child. By the Spirit's power, we call God Abba. Abba means Father. The Spirit himself joins with our spirit. Together they tell us that we are God's children's children. As his children, we receive all that he has for us. We will, we will share what Christ received, receives, but we must share in his suffering. We want to share in his glory. I want to be baptized to show others that God is in charge of my life and that I love God with all my heart. Emerson, I love you very, very much. Based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus, it is such a privilege to baptize you today. And I've watched you grow in him. And I've watched your desire to serve and honor him. And it makes your dad's heart happy. But more importantly, it makes your heavenly father's heart happy. Emerson, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus, my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in his death and raised to walk in the name of the Lord. This is Laura Fredrickson. So Laura, if you would come on up. Welcome Laura with me. give you a few words here. I was blessed to be raised in a Christian household, and when I went off to college, I got to go to the Dominican Republic for a week to share God's love with the kids in an impoverished town called La Yaguita. It was an amazing and humbling experience to see the kids' joyful spirits despite their circumstances, and being with these kids in that town gave me my life's calling to be a teacher so that I could continue to show God's love to many other kids in the future. So after I graduated, I got a job at West Shore Christian Academy, and I've been a second grade teacher there for the last two years. And something happened in, the, in those last two years that's the reason I'm here today. Two years ago, I watched my eight-year-old niece, Ellie, who's here today in the back row somewhere. Um, I watched her be baptized. And last year, I came here to West Shore to watch one of my second graders be baptized. And I definitely felt a nudge from the Holy Spirit in watching the two baptisms of these children outwardly committing their lives to Christ. And this verse definitely rings true in my life. First um, Timothy 4.12 says, don't, look, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. 
So I'm not only a teacher, but I'm also being taught by kids who are so willing to jump in and obediently live for God. And that cycle of teaching and being taught actually came back around in my classroom in an interesting way this week because seven out of my 15 second graders gave their lives to Christ and a few of them will also be baptized here in the near future. Praise God, right? (laughs) I'm also being baptized today thanks to the gentle leadership of my husband, Paul, who's here today as well. He's been encouraging me to be baptized these past two years. And I'm definitely grateful to be here today, and I'm eager to be united with Christ in my death to sin and resurrection to new life. Thank you. Yes, we do keep it warm. Um, Thanks for sharing your testimony. I have two questions for you. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes, I do. And have you placed your faith in him as your Lord and Savior? Yes, I have. Well, with your testimony and with that profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next, we get to hear from Kylan Glass. So, Kylan, there you are, bud. Come on up. Would you welcome Kylan with me? Hello, my name is Kylan Glass. I'm nine years old. When I was six years old, I accepted Jesus into my heart. At the time, I was going to church, a Christian school and church. I heard of the gospel many times. One day I came home and talked to my mom about the gospel with my sisters and brothers. I asked my mom if she could pray with me and ask Jesus to come into my heart and confess my sins. I did this because I want to know him more and have him in my life. Daily, the more I learn about Jesus, the more I want to be like him. I know that I will not be perfect and I will confess to sin, continue to sin, but Jesus will cover my sins and I want to be obedient and so everyone here today that I am a believer and hope everyone will see the light of Jesus in me. I also want to be an example to my brothers and friends of what we need to do to live for Jesus. I want to thank Jesus for loving me and me. I would like to thank my parents for helping me grow as a Christian by loving me, encouraging me. I would like to thank my sisters, brothers, and family here today for supporting me and helping me be the best Christian I can be. I would like to share my favorite verse, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7. If I speak with human eloquence and zealot ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of the rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day. And if I have faith to say to a mountain jump and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor or even go to the state to be burned as a matter, 
but I don't love. I've got to nowhere. So, no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, and no matter what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Down the glass. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, I see a golly man growing in you. And so I'm so proud that you have made this step. And I'm proud of you for being an example. Um, we're, we're blessed to have a, a son like you. So thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I have a question for you. Um, and before I baptize you, I just want to ask, have you accepted Jesus into your heart? Yes. God and I just want to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Colin, buddy, that was such a clear testimony. And I think we can say we do see the light of Christ in you. You were hopeful that we would see it. We see it. Thank you, brother. All right. So would you all welcome with Miss Abby Hertzler. Abby, where are you, sweetheart? Okay. Come on up. I am 16 years old. I suffered Jesus as my Savior tears will go after a choice I want to be baptized because I want everyone to know I love Jesus. I'm thankful that Jesus loves me. flower since yeah. you were a little girl. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> do you believe in Jesus? Yeah. And you have mm -hmm. accepted into, into your heart? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's do this. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yep. Now you can hold on to my hand. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. Yes. Man, what a good reminder. Let's not make it complex, right? I want everyone to know I love Jesus and he loves me. Amen to that. All right. Well, friends, next we get to welcome Phil Lundblad. Phil, come on up, bud.
Hi, my name is Philip Blumblad, and I'm a senior at Cumberland Valley High School. I've been going to this church since the day I was born. Growing up, I was always curious about God and why he did what he did to save us. I gave my life to Christ when I was around eight years old with my parents. The youth group has been a big part of my spiritual journey, whether it be through Harvey Cedars or just hanging out with my life group. My life, through, my life group has been through a lot. We've had around nine leaders and seven have left for different but reasonable reasons. <laughs> the only person that stuck with us is Russ Allen, and he has been a huge part of my spiritual journey and a big reason why I'm here today. I've had my fair share of struggles through high school, dealing with stress, peer pressure, and I've made my mistakes and I have my regrets, but I'm still here today to show everyone that I'm a believer. I would like to take this time to thank my parents for everything you do for me and my family. I love you guys. I'd also like to thank my life group guys. We do pretty much everything together and you're like brothers to me and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love you boys. I wanted to get baptized today to cement and show everyone that I'm a believer. Thank you. Tear up, man. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, like you said, I've been your leader since the seventh grade when you were a crazy seventh grader, and um, I'm uh, still your leader now as a crazy senior. And just want to let you know it's been so worth it to see um, how you've grown and matured in your faith. And it's because of your profession of faith that it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Friends, Miss Annika Barrett is joining us up here next. So, would you welcome Annika? Hello, my name is Annika Barrett, and I am 14 years old. I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was five. But until a year ago, I did not have much of a personal relationship with Jesus. I was doing Christian things on the outside, but not much was happening on the inside. Granted, I was not very old, but I am thrilled that I now have a relationship with Jesus still being young. During quarantine, I had a lot more time on my hands, as we all did. I started to read the Bible, and I began to understand what Jesus did for me, what it means, and why that is so important. I have gotten to know Jesus, and my faith has become super important to me, not just something I do on Sundays. Throughout this hard year that we've all had, I have found peace and joy in Jesus and comfort in reading his word. I honestly think that this year would have been completely different for me mentally if I had not been focusing on God. I have seen him open my eyes to actually understand the Bible and what I am reading, whereas before when I would try to read it, it would not make much sense to me. I have been very blessed to have a really good life group that can help me grow my faith. My faith has definitely become my own this year. I have seen God work in my life because a year ago, 
I barely open my Bible, and now I read it every day and enjoy it too. I made the decision to get baptized because um, baptism kept coming up in my life, like we studied it in junior high and other things, and I really felt God put it on my heart. I've prayed about it a lot, and I feel this is the right next step in my faith. One verse that I really like is Romans 8, 38 to 39. It says, for I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels, angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love this verse because it said that God will always love me and nothing can ever change that. I am getting baptized today to publicly proclaim that I am dedicating my life to knowing and serving Jesus Christ. I'm so excited to see what plans God has for my future. Annika Lynn Barrett, our daughter, our favorite daughter. We're so proud of how you were boasting and what God has done for you. And your mother and I love you so much. Now, in front of this crowd, since you didn't, you already made it pretty plain, but I want to ask you, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior? Yes. It's good news. <laughs> well, based on that, on your profession of faith, I baptize you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as you were buried with Jesus in his death. Thank you, Annika. And Annika, you said you can't wait to see what plans God has for your life, and we can't wait to see too. Friends, next we get to welcome Caitlin Schwartz. Here she is. Come on up, Caitlin. I am in sixth grade and I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart when I was eight. Since I have accepted Jesus as my savior, I have felt free from my sins and eternally saved. Jesus has helped me through many tough times throughout my life and I know he will continue to do so. My favorite verse is 2 Corinthians 5, 7 and it says, for we live by faith, not by sight. I like it because it tells us that no matter what, Jesus is with us and we should always live by his word. The reason I want to be baptized today is to publicly show that I'm a follower of Jesus and that he is my Lord and Savior. Caitlin, I love you. I'm excited to see God continue to work in your life. Based on your profession of faith, I'm pleased to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death and raised to new life. 
All right, Jordan Hare is the last person we get to baptize today. Jordan, come on up, buddy. Would you welcome Jordan with me? Hi, my name is Jordan. I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was seven years old. I accepted Jesus because I wanted to be saved from my sins, and I wanted to be with God. My favorite memory verse is, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16. I like that memory verse because it reminds me that I will have eternal life because he gave me everything for me. God helps me get through the day when I pray and then helps me persevere. Well, friends, can we agree that our friends have given clear testimony to Jesus' work, his power, and his goodness? So, you know, every time we hear testimony of what God has done in someone's life, it's incumbent upon us that we ask, what's the right response to that? What response does that call call for from us that we don't just sit and take it in, but it calls for a response in our own lives? And so this morning, the appropriate response, obviously, is for us to reflect upon that, uh, consider our own obedience to Jesus, but also to respond in worship and in praise. So team's back up here, and they're gonna guide us in a few more songs of worship. So would you stand with me? Let me pray and give thanks for the testimony that we've heard, and then we'll worship the Lord together. Lord, thank you for the testimonies. Um, young women, young men, bearing witness to their desire to walk with you, that they have been assured that they are in you, and they wanna proclaim that. That's no small thing uh, in particular, in our youth, in our, in our younger days, to testify uh, takes a boldness and a courage, and we're so glad for that having been on display for us today. May it remind us all to walk in boldness and in courage. Lord Jesus, I pray your blessing and favor upon our brothers and sisters who have come for baptism today, that as they've come now, that, that you would continue to solidify their faith in them, continue to sanctify them day by day, help them to walk in the ways of Jesus Lord, give them your mind, give them your peace, instruct them in your ways. We pray in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen.